right, welcome to another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed, and we have Angelica here, long time no see. You know, back at it again yeah. for another podcast. It's good but to I'm, see you, and yeah. um, I'm really seeing you, because seeing uh, those of you guys uh, who watch this on YouTube, you're going to maybe see, we can get a close-up here, your eye is really red, and you may have yeah. some sort of infection. Did you wake up with this thing? I did. Because no, okay, no, I did not wake up with it. It just, just exploded just ex on you today? No, it was Saturday. So today's Monday. Okay. It was Saturday. And I'm telling you, there's a relation. So I literally was rummaging around my apartment. It was time to go get dinner with the yeah. girls. And I was like, I need mascara. I don't yeah. have, I was going to use fake eyelashes, but then I was like, you know what? <laughs> too, too much effort today. So I literally was looking around for a mascara and I went into one of my bags that I yeah. haven't used in like a year and a half and right. I found one in the bottom a little crusty when I opened it I'm not gonna lie and I used it so expired and mascara it was probably way past the expiration date for sure yeah. but it worked hey got the job done but yeah. I'm paying but the it price. also may have given you now I've never heard of old makeup giving someone you know pink eye or an infection or maybe whatever it is but um you know maybe it was just something that you were doing beforehand it could right. have very well been you go into the bathroom oh. and maybe, you know, um, little, could you be, it could even be you having gone to a, another bathroom out there in the world and, uh, you know, a little bacteria, a little of this or that, you scrape your eye uh, and then boom, it gets a little infected. So. Yikes, here we are. I don't, I'm going to go um, with, that is. Don't touch me or oh. anything surrounding here. As I'm like gripping. The I don't want mind. any of that, that. Eye booger on mine because uh, you know patients will see me. I'd have to take basically the day off. You know, yeah, you yeah. would. Yeah, you get all those eye burgers dripping off everybody. It's right. like eye caca. Oh, <laughs> I. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I I I looked at myself this yeah. morning and I thought, wow, I look beautiful. You know. <laughs> well, you woke up with the crusties, right? The, the crusties were kind of hard. Wasn't, okay, it was not bad. I I think I, I I've had pink eye before, like. Back in the day. Yeah. But like, it wasn't anything like that. I'm telling you, I really think <laughs> it's from using old, this mascara okay. was crusty. I hope you threw it away. Uh, <laughs> it's still sitting. It's still sitting it's in my like bathroom. It's like backup warm up, uh, you know, the B team of mascara, right. just in case you run out of the, the old stuff, yeah. or the new stuff. Throw it, it away. Is. I'm going to get rid of it. get better. Uh, oh, I'm going to be great. a pain in the ass because it is in the morning. It's like eye boogers and it's, you got to wash yeah. that stuff out. So Anyways, good luck with that. Um, yeah. Um, but it's good to have you back. Oh, yeah, it's great to be back. And uh, do you know what we're talking about today? <laughs> well, good thing we covered the topic of, of crusty eyes, the crusty yes. crab of yeah. eyes. But um, we are now on... We're going to talk about tummy tucks. Tummy tucks. Yeah. Oh, so How to get rid uh, of that tummy, you know? Yeah, how do you get in my belly, but now we want to get it out. <laughs> right. Um, and we're going to be talking about everything you wanted to know about tummy tucks and why you may not even need one versus why you may need one right. and everything in between. So, yeah. um, you know, I'll just start off with how I do a consult when I see somebody who comes in. Um, one of our patient coordinators would tell me someone's interested in a mommy makeover. They um, have some maybe loose skin. They've had children. So I want to get an idea of what they're wanting. And uh, when I go in, I start asking them questions. And of course, I'll do a physical exam. So um, one of my first questions is, have you had any children, right? That's a pretty basic right. question. But if I get an idea that they've had children, right? They've had a baby inside their tummy. It's stretched everything from the inside out. 
probably stretch the muscles. That's the rectus diastasis and stretch the skin. So I have a good idea that, you know, somewhere, somehow their skin has been pre-stretched yep. by, by having the baby. So that's what I want to know kind of first off, have you had any children? And uh, probably even importantly, have you had twins or triplets? Because that tends to really stretch out things. Yeah, you're a big mama. You're, um, you don't necessarily have to be a big person to have triplets, but mm -hmm. you definitely have stretched the skin out. Oh, for sure. And that skin's really stretched when someone has like a, you know, twin or triplets. Oh. Uh, but even single babies can do it. The other thing I want to know is, have you had any big changes in weight? That's really, really important. If you're a massive weight loss person, I would consider that probably 80 pounds or more, right? Yeah. Um, someone who's lost weight. Either through diet and exercise, you know, maybe they're very heavy, overweight, and they just decided, hey, I need to change the way I uh, eat, the way I live, exercise, or they get a gastric bypass or a right. sleeve. So um, have you met some of these people before? I have. Yeah. they're. Yeah, I mean, I think those are probably one of the most fascinating people, you know, yeah. to lose all that weight. And, um, you know, they just somewhere, somewhere, they just flipped a switch and decided I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. Make a change. You know? Making that change, making that exercise change. It's yeah. like, you know, about exercise, but, yeah. um, these people really, you know, they have a huge sort of psychological change that just makes them want to lose that weight. Well, it's a whole lifestyle then. Right. Correct. It's a healthier lifestyle. It's a more controlled lifestyle for them instead of eating, you know, or whatever caused them to gain all the weight. Yeah. They're making choices that are going to better them yeah the end, so so that tells good. me when you're when you're big like that you stretch out the skin too yeah so this time it's not a baby that's stretching everything it's like just being overweight and stretching that skin from the inside because you have intradominal fat and the outside yeah. so if you have a big change in weight i want to know that because that tells me you're probably going to look more towards removing skin as opposed to liposuction um, and then I think, uh, there's sort of everybody that falls in between, you know, someone who hasn't had children before, um, but they've just always been maybe a little bit overweight right. and they have a little bit of loose skin or maybe a little bit of uh, fatty tissue, stubborn areas. Uh, those are people that I kind of want to see, Hey, is this someone I can just do liposuction on or do they need some, something minimal or could they really need a full tummy tuck? That really depends on the physical exam. Um, and then also, um, moms who've had children before, but always stayed fit. They didn't gain a lot of weight. Yeah. Those can be tricky ones because they come in and say, you know, I just don't like this loose skin and it's really not that loose. Yeah. And so I think those moms who've always been fit, have had children, they're used to being really tight. And then all of a sudden they have kids, they still work out after kids, but they have a loose skin. So they're not like their twenties right. body and they're trying to figure out what can I do? Those yeah. are kind of tough ones. And we'll talk about that too. And then um, another area that I always want to ask about is the pubic area. You know, we see a lot of women who say, you know what? I have this pubic pooch or um, what's the, the, the fupa, fupa, um, yeah. fupa, <laughs> which uh, we won't get into what exactly that. I didn't know that until someone told me. Yeah. 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 It's a thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's a maybe thing. Allie can put this in the uh, podcast. Fupa. F period. U. U period. P, P period. A, a period. Look yeah. it up. It's not very nice. I would never say that to somebody. But, but it happens. Um, and even women who haven't had big weight changes, <coughs> whether or not they've had, um, you know, children or not, you could still get a, a sort of a fatty area there. And yeah. it, it can also be totic, you know, kind of hang down a little bit. And that mm -hmm. can be very bothersome to somebody. And right. I'll tell you that the most likely thing to correct that is going to be some form of mini tummy tuck or full tummy tuck. Uh, to kind of lift up the pubic area. You can't just do liposuction to the area. You know, possibly. if it's isolated, just fatty tissue, great. If it's hanging and fatty oh. tissue, then mm -hmm. you probably need to do a pubic lift 
which is included in a tummy tuck. Yes. So, um, and then when I get someone into the room, right, I hear the history. I kind of know what's going on. Are they a mom? Do they just have gastric uh, bypass with a lot of weight loss? Now I actually want to feel and look at the skin. So, you know, you've probably seen me when I, when I feel the skin, I don't ever want to make someone feel uncomfortable, but I, I, I grab it on the lower part yep. and I kind of pull it up and down just to give me a sense of how much can I really, uh, how much excursion do I have on the skin? And someone who's lost a lot of weight, let's say over a hundred pounds, man, you can grab it and move it up, down, up, down. Yeah. And I know right off the bat, you need a, a tummy tuck. That's the only way to get rid of that loose skin. Uh, and then those people who don't have a lot of excursion, um, like the moms who really keep in shape, then I'm like, you know, there's not much to do here. You may be a candidate more for just liposuction. How do you know when somebody who's lost a ton of weight comes in for a tummy tuck, but ends up needing a body lift? Right. Um, so I would say the majority of my patients who have lost over a hundred pounds will probably require a body lift. Mm-hmm. That's because when you have weight loss, it's circumferential around the entire body. Right. So not only is the skin around your, your tummy sagging down, but your buttocks has sl- slid down a little bit. And so a body lift is making that tummy tuck incision, but extending it around the back. So in the front, you're pulling down, you're getting rid of the skin, but in the back, you're really doing a buttock lift because mm-hmm. you're getting rid of all that loose skin. So I would say that anybody who's lost over 100 pounds most likely could use uh, a lower body lift. And um, anyone less than that, probably we're doing just a tummy tuck with really comprehensive liposuction of the back. And so, and then again, there could be someone who lost maybe 60 pounds, but if I feel they have a lot of loose skin in their back, that determination is really made by me lifting and grabbing up their upper buttocks and seeing how much I can pull. And if there's a lot, then yeah, even a 60 pound weight loss maybe would be better off with a um, buttock lift. So yeah, those are good questions, but I tend to think of uh, massive weight loss patients as being candidates for lower body lifts. Yeah. So that's like the extreme form of a tummy tuck because that's going all the way around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, you know, we're talking about the physical exam, feeling the skin. Yes. What about the skin when we, in the operating room, that we look at to kind of see, wow, they have a lot of damage to their skin. What, what is that? Like stretch marks. Stretch marks. Yeah. yeah. So I want to know where are your stretch marks? Um, you know, do they go way above your belly button? Are they just below your belly button? Is it just sort of in the sides? Because there are really thin people who can have stretch marks along their sides of their right. butt a little bit. Because maybe they were really, really tiny, but then puberty hit and they kind of stretched out quickly. And that's not the sort of stretch marks we're really looking at. We're looking at tummy stretch marks, usually from massive weight loss, uh, weight changes, or, you know, having children. And so I know when I see someone with a lot of stretch marks that they're probably not going to do well just with liposuction. Because if you liposuction underneath stretch marks, you're going to get rid of the fat, but that overlying loose skin will have no ability to, to snap back into place. It's not going to shrink back. It's yeah. just going to be that loose kind of crepey looking skin. And you can actually make it look worse. Yeah. You know, when you get uh, all the fat underneath it, that loose skin sort of collapses on itself kind of and wrinkles. then it looks even worse and, and kind of that, I don't know, crepey is sort of the best way to describe it. Um, so when I see a lot of that, I tell someone they're probably not going to like liposuction. You can have loose skin and that skin down there is going to look a little bit worse. Right. So for them, if they choose to not do the tummy tuck and let's say they had that with the stretch marks, it would look very like not wrinkly, but kind of bubbly when it contract back. Yeah. I would say it could look more wrinkly. We get a lot of patients who ask that they don't want that scar, but they don't want the fat. So 
Is there? So I think there's, um, you know, you kind of have to make a a decision there. Can I uh, do liposuction, even though there's some stretch marks and get a, I think a relatively reasonable result without creating, making it worse, right? right? Because then I can still liposuction other areas, their sides, their back. Yes. Those areas may not have those stretch marks, but really stay away from some of that, you know, heavy liposuction in that central peri-umbilical area. Yeah. If I think I can do it safely, I let them know you're going to have probably a sub- optimal result you're not going to get that tightness but i can make some of the fat go away right and you may need a tummy tuck in the future as long as they know and i've told them you have a high chance of requiring a tummy tuck in the future but we can see what we can do i'm okay with doing it now there are some people that just have an extraordinary amount of loose skin yeah it's actually starting to hang over their underwear line i'd call that a panis yeah a panis is you know can either be very small or quite big but even the small ones, I would say that if there's, you know, a larger amount of um, overhanging skin, I will say I won't do the liposuction without doing the tummy tuck because I know I'm going to make it look worse. Right. So I have to really kind of talk to the patient about, listen, you know, I can't just do this because you don't want the scar. Uh, I'm going to make it look worse, you know, and I don't feel comfortable doing it. So there are some people I just say, you know, we can't do the procedure, you know, and there's not technology enough that I know of that'll tighten the skin because yeah. if there was we would be using it. We wouldn't right. put any scars on anybody right. anymore. And trust me, I keep up with all that stuff because I'm waiting for the right machine to help me out yeah. to minimize, you know, scars or eliminate them completely. Because what, that's the biggest, you know, bugaboo on people is like, okay, I don't want that scar. Right. But the contour you get from it is unparalleled compared to just lipo alone. Well, luckily with the scar, you're able to hide it for the most part because you keep the incision really low. Right. But what about a patient that comes in and they have that C-section scar, but the whole, the rest of their body is pretty small except right. for that one little part. And there's a little bit of sagging skin just directly over the scar. Cause we see that a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause I was going to say that's sort of the, uh, where I would say the mini tummy tuck really comes in right. handy because, uh, let's say the mom who's always been in shape, um, really doesn't have a lot of extra fatty tissue, but she had a C-section. Yeah. Sometimes those C-sections can tether down to the abdominal wall and you get this really nice healing scar, but all of a sudden you get that loose skin that tethers over it a little bit and that can be really bothersome to people. So this is where I would say, you know what? You already have a C-section scar. You have some looseness on the lower part of your tummy. Why don't we do a mini tummy tuck where I get rid of the old scar, then I can remove more skin. I am going to have to lengthen the the C-section scar a little bit more. So you're going to have more of a, you know, inside your hip bone type of incision, maybe about 15, 18 centimeters long, but I can remove that old scar, pull down, get a little tightness, and then do everything else I would do in a tummy tuck, meaning liposuction. Um, I don't typically tighten the muscles. So that's the one thing that they can't have a big diastasis. Uh, with a mini tummy tuck or you're not going to get a, a, you know, repair on that. But uh, I think those people fall in that category. You know, yeah. C-section scar doesn't look great uh, or it's, uh, you know, tethered down with scar and uh, they're already in good shape. So yeah. that's someone who kind of falls in that mini tummy right. tuck category. Um, but if you have a diastasis, right, where you have the muscles, muscles that have separated and you have a bulge and you're not overweight, but you feel like people look at you like you're still pregnant right. or you might be overweight, that's because your intra-abdominal fat and your guts, I mean, really, literally, they're pushing out because you don't have that springboard that was real tight before having kids. It's oh, been man. stretched. Yeah. So a full tummy tuck. Typically will, uh, in my tummy tucks, always addresses the rectus diastasis. Yeah. 
So you're removing skin, and that incision will remove skin all the way from just above your belly button down to your pubic bone. So you're pulling uh, quite a bit more uh, skin, and then I have a lot of room to tighten up the muscles. And now you're getting um, a really secure way of flattening out your tummy because the rectus diastasis is being repaired. I'm pulling skin down so it looks nice and taut, and then I'm liposuctioning the tummy as long, you know, as well as the sides and the back. But I also liposuction the front part of the abdomen. So now you're getting three ways to really flatten out your tummy. And yeah. those people have dramatic changes. Yeah. And so yeah. I really like doing those because, um, you know, you tighten the muscle, you remove skin and you liposuction. It's like night and day on those people. Oh, yeah. You could see the contours typically, too. When you do the liposuction, you give them that those like yeah. underlying, not abs, but the ab lines. Those right. Oh, the, those, the lateral edge of your rectus muscles. So yeah. the sides of your rectus muscles, those are really easy to, to put in. And um, those you can highlight very easily. It doesn't have to be very um, harsh. You know, these aren't people who are looking to be in competitions. Right. But it just gives them that one very athletic look, but yes. also doesn't give them that look of, oh, I had a tummy tuck. Right. Right. Because the old tummy tucks were all these, they just pulled down the skin, but did nothing with contouring and yeah. thought about the highlights of someone's abdomen. We've come a long way in tummy tucks, so we can add these highlights with preferentially liposuctioning certain areas further down, right. uh, as opposed to leaving some more fat that we want to see in certain areas that, you know, need those highlights. Um, so yeah, with my tummy tucks, we're always lipoing the, the abdomen, which is not a very common thing to do in a lot of tummy tucks, a yeah. lot of perhaps older surgeons, even myself, I've been doing this for about, you know, 10, 12 years. I was trained not to liposuction the anterior yeah. part of the tummy, but I do it now because I learned how to do it. I learned how to do it safely and I don't have issues with healing. And that was the real worry that you'd somehow interrupt the blood supply and have a bad healing or a scar. Yeah. So I think over my hundred to a thousand tummy tucks have shown that you can do it safely with no problems healing and um, really get a nice highlighted abdomen that looks unoperated on. Yeah. Something I've been working in the gym for and here I am still working. <laughs> See, you're going to be that person because you're fit. And if you have kids down the road, um, not today or tomorrow, no, yeah, uh, no. but down the road, you know, you're going to probably gain a little bit of weight because right. you're going to be active and healthy, eat good. And then, um, you're going to have some loose skin and, and maybe a little bit of, you know, stubborn fat. You may be that person that just needs a mini tummy tuck versus maybe just lipo. It just yeah. depends on how your skin, um, reacts to having kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I, I mean, then again, you, you see all those solutions that you can have, but uh, the scars that you, that people get from tummy tucks, you know, you keep them low so they can be hidden. So right. overall, in the end, regardless if you have a full tummy tuck, mini tummy tuck, or yeah. even just liposuction, you're going to have a scar. Yeah. But it's easy to hide right. it with a bathing suit, with underwear, with high-waisted pants. Right. Something I live in, so yeah. I'd be okay <laughs> with that. Um, and, and and I think that's the thing. You know, people are so worried because, you know, you go on the internet or you, you, you know, if your friend had a tummy tuck, they will give you the worst of the worst, right? right. Like, oh my gosh, it was, it was the scar doesn't look good and blah, blah, blah. But there are so many people out there who have wonderful scars, who have nice low scars. Right. And uh, I'd like to think that, you know, my tummy tucks, we keep that scar very low, no yeah. matter what. I mean, that's the goal. And, um, you know, so you can always hide it. So yes. when it's in that early healing phase, it may look red, it may mm -hmm. look a little bit thick, but over time it'll thin out. 
But no matter what it's doing in the first three, six months, you can always cover it. Yeah. And we're doing things like scar gels. We can do lasers. We can inject thick scars with steroids. Uh, and even worse comes to worse, we can remove the scar, just cut it out again and resuture it. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have all that swelling from liposuction. You can get a really good healing scar the second time around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th that's a very common, you know, um, of course, nobody wants the scar. But if someone comes yeah. in with stretch marks galore and loose skin and they've had, let's say, twins and uh, five pregnancies and they're like, yeah, I don't really want the scar. Can you just lipo? Those are the people I'm going to tell them, no, I can't do that, right. you know, because I will make you look worse. You have too much extra skin and you have a pretty big diastasis. Yes. So there are a lot of people I will say, you know what, I can't do this procedure without because you know what I see? My revisions, not mine, but other people who come in for revision tummy tucks, it's all the same story. Yeah. They told me I needed a tummy tuck. I said, I just want a lipo. So they did lipo and now I need the tummy tuck. I'm yeah. like, that's why, because I don't want people walking out of my office to another person and say, oh, you know, I just did lipo, but look at all this loose skin. You know, I just don't even go down that road. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would trust whatever kind of you say. I mean, yeah. you're the expert in it. I'm sure. just just a customer or a patient that right. just is here addressing my concerns. And in the end, you know, I feel like yeah. my surgeon needs to know exactly what I need to do. And I need well, to feel comfortable with it. Yeah. And what, what I can and can't do mm -hmm. too, you know, you know, there's this, right. um, people will grab their skin on their tummy and go, look at all this fat. And it's really not a lot of fat. It's actually, they're grabbing loose skin. Right. And so there's this confusion of like, can you liposuction this out? And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, uh, there's a little bit of two things going on. I can lipo all the fat, but I can't make that skin tighter. Yeah. Not when it's so loose or there's stretch marks. So a lot of it is educating people. The nice thing about what we do is we share everything on social media. So right. if you're watching our tummy tucks, you're going to see the people that I do tummy tucks on versus no tummy tucks. Yeah. And I do a lot of liposuction without tummy tucks. And I think those people have great results. Right. But if you look at them, they don't have a tremendous amount of loose skin or a lot of stretch marks. Everything comes back together. Usually, I feel like it's before people have had the uh, kids or stretched skin. It's patients that, you know, have that a little bit of the extra stubborn fat that they can't get rid of. And, right. You know, it's easy to get rid of it with um, your liposuction yeah. machine. And, yeah. and bada bing, bada boom. Right. Like, right. So I'm like... <laughs> So I think, you know, the big question is, um, you know, how do I know if I just need any type of skin resection? How do I, how do I know I'm in the liposuction category? And then how do I know if I'm okay, I'm falling over to mini or full tummy tuck. Right. So I think the big thing is one is you can't have stretch marks or a lot of stretch marks. You know, if you have a lot of stretch marks that extend quite a bit in your lower tummy or above your belly button, you probably are not a good candidate for just liposuction. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had any huge weight changes, you know, you've always been pretty healthy, um, and the skin doesn't have any stretch marks, you're probably just going to do great with just liposuction. Yeah. Um, and, uh, if you're that person who's had, uh, multiple kids, stretch marks, the skin's loose, um, you're going to fall into that tummy tuck, uh, sort of, yeah. you know, category. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as much as I'd love to, do liposuction and have that laser machine in there to tighten up all that skin. It, it's really not the case. It, yeah. it, there's not something powerful enough to overcome 
removing skin, and there's nothing out there that'll repair your diastasis without actually physically putting sutures there. Yeah. So if you had kids, you're probably looking a little bit closer towards skin resection as opposed to just lipo alone. Yeah. It's not always the case. So it's hard to... Um, you know, kind of put people in categories and say, okay, if your skin stretches out like two inches forward and you have stretch marks, a lot of it comes down to an exam. But these are sort of broad categories that I think you can get an idea if you need, you know, yep. just lipo or tummy tuck. So, um, and, and of course the scars, what everybody's worried about, but we do a lot of things to help out with the scars yes. as we alluded to before. Yep. Exactly. Um, and one of them is, you know, you can always cover it and keep it, um, you know, covered in underwear or the scar cream. Everybody uses scar cream that gets a tummy tuck with us. And then, of course, um, we do have lasers like an IPL that Mm -hmm. can take the redness out. Others can take the darkness out. And then um, we can inject thick, thick scars with steroids that'll flatten something that's very thick. So we got a lot of things in our armamentarium to even make scars, you know, better looking and hopefully not too noticeable. Typically, I know another common question is... You know, how do you create a belly button? Do you keep the patient's belly button? Do you redo it? I know there's different things you do for mini and a full tummy tuck. Yeah. So um, when I just do liposuction, we don't really, you know, do anything with the belly button. But I do, you know, and that's probably something that, um, you know, we do in liposuction. People do a lot of it. You don't want to take a lot of fat around the belly button because then you can actually deflate the belly button and get like a sad looking belly button, you know, where the skin above Mm -hmm. it kind of falls down. So it's actually important to keep some fat around that area because that's a natural area to have fat. You look at some of these models, you know, they have very distinct lateral rectus muscles, but there's a softness around their belly button. Right. Um, but once you get into the tummy tuck category, you do have to do something with the belly button. All my tummy tucks, I keep your belly button. I do not cut it out. There are right. some people, probably I say it's small uh, percentage, maybe 5% of surgeons who don't believe in keeping the belly button. Right. They just cut it off and recreate a new one, which I really don't uh, agree with. I think if you have your own stock of your belly button, that's something there to anchor down to, yeah. to get an idea of you know where the belly button should, should be. And uh, I think there's less tension when you have that stock there, something that's there. So when, if you watch us do a tummy tuck, I make an incision around the belly button uh, and then I pull the skin down. So um, essentially if I didn't make a new little opening for the belly button to come out, we'd be covering up the umbilical stock. But we always make a a little incision for it to come out. I make a horseshoe incision. So you've seen that in people who watch uh, a horseshoe incision. So I never remove any skin from the abdomen where some people will remove a small dime size amount of skin and fat. I don't like to do that because any circular incision over time will expand. And I see that a lot where their tummy tuck look great. The belly button looks great. But three months later, their belly button starting to enlarge. And that's because it's a circular incision that's under some tension. Yeah. Um, the horseshoe incision that I use doesn't take out any skin. I just infold the top of the horseshoe down to the base of the umbilical stock. And then I suture the abdominal skin down to the stock again. So I'm not trying to force the skin all the way down to the abdominal wall, but there's a little kind of like button of umbilical stock. Yeah. So I think that keeps it looking very natural. It doesn't, it's not allowed to stretch. And uh, I can make these nice, small, cute belly buttons with scars that heal nicely because there's not a lot of tension. You're not forcing skin all the way down, which if you have to recreate a new belly button, you're having to do that. Yeah. And um, you can get some 
really good looking belly buttons with that. But if it doesn't heal, you can get some disaster belly buttons. Yeah. And so the way I do it, I think is very consistent and um, hard to see the scar over time. And, um, you know, that's what I get a lot of compliments about. Like, I really like your belly buttons. They look great. And uh, you just develop that with trial and error because there's been, I used to do the circle ones and I saw over many months to years that they stretch out and they just didn't look that great. Yeah. And so always trying to do it better uh, because that's what people will say. They're like, oh, I don't want the belly button is what really gives it away. Or I don't want dog ears. Um, You know, those sorts of things that are telltale signs of a tummy tuck. And uh, one is a belly button. Uh, The other one is creating those highlights, making it look like an unoperated on tummy. You know, yeah. It doesn't look like a slab of tissue that was just yanked down. Yeah. And then also, you know, can you get your the edges of your incisions to lay nice and flat, which means can you prevent dog ears yes. or are you are you having issues with that? And um, I do a lot of things to prevent that. One of them is liposuction in that area to make sure we have a nice flat, you know, lateral portion of the incision to prevent dog ears. Yeah. And um, you probably have, you know, you can go on the internet and look at dog ears, but I hear a lot about that. People are so worried about dog ears and yeah, you know, if they do happen, they're, they're pretty easy to fix in the office, but who wants to do that? You yeah, know? No one. So, um, but you know, I've, I found a technique where I think it's very unlikely nowadays. It's probably less than 1% now that I have to deal with dog ears. Yeah. But I deal with a lot of dog ears that come from other places. Yes. And that's one of the things that just have a bulge. And I don't know if the other surgeon just felt like, hey, this is about as good as I can get it. Um, but I will always try to eliminate a dog ear if it's coming from somewhere else. Yeah. I think, um, I think overall, you know, you give them that hourglass figure that most women want. Yeah. And if a dog ear happens, it's easy to remove. You can right. do it in the office quick. It's right. not like a It's not the end full- of the world. Uh, it's uh, usually not something you have to put someone to sleep for, right. but you know, uh, luckily with, with mine, I've, I've, gosh, I haven't had to do one of mine in a long, long time because right. of the way, the way I do it. So, um, thankful to that. And, you know, again, the incision's nice and low and yeah. so they can always hide that. And, um, yeah, it's been really great. I've really loved sort of developing a technique for tummy tucks and making them look really great, minimizing the appearance of, you know, um, you know, the belly button looking very, you know, scarred up, it's yeah. nice and small, but also really developing, you know, liposuction around those areas because liposuction is probably the one key thing, uh, that's common to everything that we do, you know, yeah. whether it's just lipo alone or we're doing it with a tummy tuck and I do it usually circumferentially. I was yeah. taught just to do it on the flanks, on the sides. And, uh, nowadays I do it everywhere. And so, uh, that helps so much with giving someone a better, better contour yeah. because I turn them on their tummy and liposuction the flanks, the upper back to narrow their upper back. And then I turn them back over and then I do the tummy tuck with lipo to the sides again, yeah. to the lateral side of the breast. Oftentimes I can carry some fat armpits and then I deepen their flanks or their sides even further. So I'm really getting a chance to kind of bring in their waistline two times in the, in the, you know, when they're laying flat on their tummy and when they're laying on their back. Yeah. So that is really, I think, enhanced, you know, tummy tucks, my tummy tucks, when I really look at the whole body all the way around as opposed to just removal of skin. Because if I was just removing skin, I'd be like every, you know, probably plastic surgeon who, you know, taught me who is very minimalistic. You know, I tend to be a little bit more aggressive with everything I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, for people who have a tummy tuck, typically when it comes to your full tummy tuck is is Almost, it's hip bone to hip bone, mm-hmm. so it's full. The mini is 
where does that start? It's usually the, uh, the, it starts the same low point, you know, sort of just the top of the pubic bone. uh, And it'll extend um, probably within two inches inside of your hip bones. And is um, recovery the same for for both of them? I I would say that if you're um, having a a diastasis plication, meaning the muscles are being repaired, that's going to be the real time limiting factor. So that's the uncomfortable portion. Yes. A mini tummy tuck where we're not doing that, it's probably going to be a little bit easier. So as far as, you know, we go through recovery, being back at work two yeah. weeks, three weeks, what do you usually typically say? Yeah, so um, I would say someone who's had a full tummy tuck, a liposuction, I tell them take two weeks off. And um, before you, you know, decide to, to get in the car, start driving to work, and then six weeks before you can start working out. So if they want to do sit-ups, core exercises, six weeks is enough time for those sutures to really kind of heal up, scar tissue to form, right. and you're not going to pop a stitch, you're not going to bust open your diastasis again, yeah. and you can do that. Now, if we're doing a mini tummy tuck uh, with no plication or liposuction alone, um, then I would say your your recovery might be a little bit slower, you know, maybe like a week, week and a half. Yeah. Or I guess a little bit shorter, I should say. And then you're um, back into exercise. I'd probably still say about six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But hmm. it's one of those things where I tell people don't manage your recovery time um, by how much we're, you know, how short your recovery time is. Someone's like, oh, well, I want to choose the procedure we're going to have the less recovery time. It should really be based on what you need. Yes. If you have a huge diastasis, you need a diastasis repair. Yeah. And in, in, if you're going to consult with me, most of the time I'm probably going to say I can't do anything for you unless we can really do the things that gives you, you know, the appearance that you're looking at, that you want restored. You know, I can't just do liposuction and make a diastasis magically go away. Yeah. So um, really kind of hopefully people will trust my judgment and go for that what they need as opposed to, okay, well, I'll do the lesser of procedures. No, because it also means subpar results too. Right. And you don't want subpar results. You want, right. if you're coming in to get a tummy tuck and you want your body to look a certain way, then you might as well do the right the whole thing, not just. It's like a, a breast augmentation and someone who also needs a lift, right? If right. they have saggy breasts and they're like, oh, I really don't want scars on my breasts. I just want the augmentation. You know, the augmentation is not going to look good without somehow moving up the nipple, getting rid of the loose skin. I mean, that's a pretty easy no, you know, where you just say, no, I can't do it because I'm going to give you an automatic Snoopy deformity or waterfall deformity. And, um, you know, you're not a candidate for this. You're not a candidate just for an augmentation. And the same would go true for a tummy tuck. Just liposuction, you're not a candidate because I will make your tummy skin look worse. Yeah. Yeah. That is not what... People. And so, you know, it's, I know some people will go to other places and feel like, okay, there's a little bit of negotiation where right. I'll do a little bit of liposuction. I just make it really easy for me. I just don't want to make someone look worse. Right. And when I, when I really operate on somebody, I want them to look dynamite and walk around and be like, wow, this is what I was given. Right. Because they trusted my, my judgment. Body by Dr. Dallas, yeah, you know, body by Dr. Dr. Dallas. Dallas can do miracles. Yeah, we try. We try. It's like a little, some, some magic wands in right. there, uh, which are really our liposuction cannulas. Yeah. That's my magic wand. A little Harry Potter action. A little Wingardium Leviosa to that fat. <laughs> right. We need to put some Wingardium Le- yeah. Leviosum in your eye. Oh, make uh, it go Wingardium uh, erythema extosis I'll of your take eye. It. <laughs> you know what? That's why I got the drops. Yeah. Be back. You, you you might need an eye transplant too. Oh, hey, if it's going to be a pretty blue eye or an ice cream <laughs> one to get rid of these plain old brown almonds. But um, yeah, so that's that's everything. Right. You know, it's a lot of information in tummy tucks and it's not it easy all the time. 
Some people just fall in that in-betweener where we just really have to kind of talk about it, uh, feel the skin, right. and do a good physical exam. Some people are really easy. And it's just like, yeah, you don't need a tummy tuck or you for sure need one. Yes. Um, but hopefully this kind of gives people a little bit better idea of, you know, what I look at when someone, you know, may or may not need one. Some of the, you know, lifestyle changes, whether yeah. it's eating differently, um, children they've had. These are all things I look at before deciding what someone may need. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's our sort of hard hitting, everything you need to know about a tummy tuck. Hey. Um, we also learned a little bit about Angelica's eye yes. and do not use expired makeup because that is, um, it's pretty, you know, that can get you. I, it's either mascara or I actually put on eyeliner and I haven't worn it in a long, long, long time. Yeah. So I'm not sure what did it, but I know that you're, you might think a different way, but I'm <laughs> telling you within an hour, yeah. I was literally out. Uh, we went, we went and got dinner and yeah. everybody's like. What's wrong with you? Bro, your eye. <laughs> it's turning red. And I'm like, uh, it doesn't bother me. It's yeah. not like it doesn't hurt or anything. Sure. Um, but hey, it looks cool. Like I think it, it looks good. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you'll get over it here in a couple of weeks. A uh, couple of weeks. Hopefully a couple of days. <laughs> I mean, hey. Keep it juicy, juicy, you know? Oh, man. I can't imagine what it's like to, uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning with all that caca streaming oh, out. Oh, yeah. I don't know about all that. It's not I that. Caca. It's not crusty, crusty, yeah. you know? Well, hopefully next time when you guys join us, you will be done with this I'll awful, um, you know, eye infection. Right. And, um, you know, we'll talk about uh, perhaps another procedure, everything you need to know about something else. But um, for any for, for that uh, next one, stay tuned. But uh, thank you, Angelica, for joining us uh, again. Long time me. no see. Right. Good to see you. And uh, that's another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. We'll see you guys next time. Woo. Bye.